show brought to you by womenaboutbiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas such a huge success. Ladies, I trust that you had a fantastic weekend and that you really are ready this week to be extremely productive, right? You're ready to put your goals in place, list those to-do items, and know how you're going to delegate them or keep them. That is going to be so very, very important. I am so excited about our theme this month, Worthy, Embracing the Power Within. You know, it's it's one of those topics that you know that it didn't come from you. You know that God gave it to you to share with others, and I truly, truly believe that with all my heart. And I am telling you, we have had just such an overwhelming response to all of those individuals, you know, from all of those individuals that have just been sharing with me how they have really been really meditating and thinking about you know, being worthy and what does it take to be worthy and do they believe they are worthy? So again, um, this is definitely a, an on-time topic. It's something that as women, we really need to be embracing and addressing with ourselves. You know, the big thing about being worthy is that all of us, you have the power to be a wildly successful businesswoman, both mentally and financially. But, you know, you have to do one important thing, you know, and it really is about being worthy. And I think as women, we have this tendency to kind of run away from things that we know we need to dig deeper in life about. And words, being worthy is one of those things. So all this month on the show, it's about embracing your power within. It's about tapping into your visions and bringing them to the forefront so you can write them down, set your goals, and manifest them, right? And prove to your own self your worthiness. Now, later on in the show today, I'm going to be sharing with you five ways to embrace your magnetic power, right? So in keeping with our theme for worthy, I'm going to be talking about, you know, your own personal magnetism that, yes, you already have inert powers within you to attract others to what you have to offer in your business, but you first have to become the authentic you. You have to break through all of that tough heart shell of of it experiences that have put negative emotions inside of you. You have to break through all of those shells. So we're going to get to that a little bit later on to in the show today. Uh, we've got a packed show, as a matter of fact. On the show lineup today, of course, I'm going to be sharing with you five new questions of business leadership. 
And then we have a special health and wellness segment coming to you today in just a little bit with Coach Liz Gladden of MyTransitionsWellness.com. And today, um, Coach Liz is going to literally be sharing with us three ways uh, that we can improve our health for the new year. What do we need to be thinking on for the new year. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Of course, I've got a book excerpt for you from the Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Bouchard. Uh, And just to let all of you who have your book already in hand, it's going to be on page 24, Fear. Yep, you got to hear what Brendan talks about when he talks about fear. And of course, lastly, we'll be covering five ways to embrace your magnetic power. So look, we don't want to waste any time. You want to do this one thing right now, flash over on another line, call a friend, call another business associate and say, look, girl, Coach Trina is really revving it up on the show today. You need to get on Successful Woman Radio. If you got a pen in hand, here's the phone number to give out. 347-7259. Again, 347-637-2589. Okay? So that's woman. Bring her into an environment of positivity, an environment of motivation. Let her hear words in her ears about, you know, you can make things happen in your life. Let her hear the ways that we are talking about worthy today, right? You know, bless that life because it's going to come back to you tenfold. So again, for those of you with pen in hand, here's the phone number once more, 347-637-2588. Nine. Okay, I want to move right into the five questions of leadership. These are five new questions, right? Remember, every year I bring to you five new questions that can help you hone in on your leadership skills, help bring you on a page of reality with being a successful woman and tapping into that power within. Let's get started. Here's question number one. Ladies, what's your functionality today? right? You know, how, what, what are you functioning off of today? Are you a procrastinator or are you an action taker? Now, listen up, girl. I am so hoping that you say I am an action taker today uh, because that is where we need to be. But at the same time, we have to face the mirror. We, we have to be the ones to really look in the mirror and say to ourselves, girl, what's going on with you today? How are you performing? What, what's your performance level? You know, are you, have you been procrastinating on things that, that you really need to be taking action on? You know, what, why are you procrastinating if you are? Or are you an action taker? If you're an action taker, prove it. Where are the results? Okay? Here's number two. Are you on target with your sales and profit goals this week or this month? You know? Are you on target with your sales and profit goals? Now, this is one of those things where this is a question where you have to break it down with some answers, and those answers are either going to cause you to enhance what you're already doing or go back to the drawing board and figure out what do you need to do to be able to give a positive answer on whether or not you are on target with your sales and profit goals. And by the way, have you even really set yourself down as a leader and ask yourself that question, what are your sales goals 
for this year? What are your profit goals? What's left over after you've paid all of those bills? You know, what do you have left over? So again, this is a question where it is going to require you, force you to sit down and plan on some things, to make some changes. Here's question number three. What offers do you need to create to reach your sales and your profit goals? Listen, this is very key because oftentimes people say, I want to make 100000 a year. I want to make you know, 50000 this month. I want to make 10000 this week. However, what are you going to do to, to make that happen? What you need to understand is that it's going to require more than just a 24-hour strategy. This is going to require you to be extremely proactive and figure out some things, okay? What you have to remember is that for everything that you want to do and bring to light to the general public that you're going to be offering for sale, it requires a sales funnel. It requires that from the beginning to uh, that when someone sees your offer until your desired result, what's supposed to be happening in between there? Do they get emails? Do they get text messages? Do they get special offers? What is it that you what is it that you need to be doing in between there in order for your target client to take an action favorably on your side, right? So that all has to be figured out, which requires you to be a proactive leader. Here's number four. Is your marketing strategy in place? This is a really huge thing because, as you know, as you build your business foundation, there is one piece of your foundation that, that it's like hands down, it has to be in place or else there are going to be cracks all over the place. And as you know, what's not built on a solid foundation will indeed fall, right? I just have to break it down to you like it needs to be, right? So that is your marketing your marketing means everything. And if you didn't get the results that you wanted to get last year, it is going to require you to sit your behind down. It's going to require you to put on your big girl panties and you've got to do some things to make it happen, right? Now, when you're talking about marketing in this day and age, you're talking about um, some core areas that you need to be paying attention to. Um, four core areas that I really want you to take a look at are social media, right? You've got to be figuring out how you are going to bring yourself up to the 21st century level. How does social, social media play a role in your marketing? And you've got to realize that just because everybody else is you know, pushing out a whole lot of social media messages on everything from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, TikTok. I mean, you know, people are all over the place. What you've got to do is calm yourself down. Don't go with the rush of the flow of everyone else, but you've got to really ask yourself, okay, so right now, where is my main target audience at, Right? Where's my main target audience at? Are they on, do they primarily hang out on Facebook? Do they primarily hang out on Instagram? Do they primarily, where, where are they? Well, in order to know that first, you've got to build a character profile of your specific target client. You know, who is your client? How old is your client? How much money does your client make on an that's going to be very, very important. And what are the pain points that your client has? Or what are the, the needs that your client has? 
You need to know these things and know where they are hanging out at more than any other place. For some of you, um, hands down, a lot of your target audience is there on Facebook, right? So Facebook and Instagram these days, because Facebook owns Instagram, Facebook and Instagram kind of go together. If you are doing Facebook, you know you probably need to do Instagram as well and vice versa. But, you know, maybe your target audience hangs out just on Instagram. Or maybe your target audience hangs out on LinkedIn. Maybe you're um, you are doing business to business more type services and you're trying to reach more business professionals, well, then you may want to look at LinkedIn. But here's what I want you to understand about social media. I want you to be more focused and more targeted on what you're doing with social media, okay? And what that's going to require you to do is to slow it down and, um, and to really look at your social media experience, really look at how you are presenting yourself on social media. And that's going to be very important. And, you know, I think sometimes what's happening in today's society, social media is moving, everything is social media is moving fast, everything is moving so fast that we kind of like have what I call the slot machine syndrome. You've ever been to Vegas before and pulled the slot machine, you know that you don't want to stop pulling. You can't help it. Even after you've won something, uh, it's saying, you know, okay, stop right now. You got $300 or you have $500. You don't want to lose any more money, so don't keep pulling the slot machine. Stop where you are and, and take advantage of what you have right in your hands. Instead, a lot of people keep pulling the slot machine. They keep pulling until all the money is gone, and then they say, oh, well, it was a good run. I lost 500 I gave, I made 500 I lost 500 and that's not what you want to do. You don't want to have the slot machine mentality when it comes to marketing your business, following, following what everybody else is doing without really understanding, is it right for your business? Is it right for you? You don't want to do that. So you really have to slow down and figure out what your marketing strategy is going to be. Another thing that you need to be focusing on in marketing your business as well is going to be advertising. You know, advertising is one of those things that you cannot overlook. And if you're serious about reaching people that you don't know more on a national level or even on a local level, you're not going to be able to do without some form of Internet advertisement. Now, there's different kinds. And I am not um, saying that I'm an advertisement expert on the Internet, but I do know something about it. So the forms of advertisement that I participate in happen to be Google AdWords, uh, Facebook uh, advertising, and LinkedIn advertising. Those are the three that I look at doing, right? Um, I don't do them all at the same time necessarily, but they all have panned out in some way for me in bringing light um, people that I don't know, right? But the thing about advertisement is that you just can't advertise. Today, everything involves relationship building, okay? Everything involves relationship building and then within relationship building, creating a 
funnel. And remember, a funnel, uh, and that's just a term that's more popular today, but it's basically just the steps that you take that you want your client to experience with you as you move them from the beginning of their first connection with you until uh, their de- the desired result that they need to have and the desired result you want to have, right? And so that that is very important for you to understand. So sometimes you have to sit down with a marketing specialist or someone who has done what you want to do and let them show you how it needs to be done. So again, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, Email sequences are very important. Email sequences are a very important thing when it comes to creating a funnel system. Why? It's because one of the ways that you communicate with your client is through email sequences. Of course, sequence means the way it's supposed to go or the the sequence it's supposed to follow or um, a number of emails that come right behind each other on different time frames to a particular individual, but the email sequences are important. Um, and email sequences have to be kind of ironed out. You have to say to yourself, okay, girl, so you need a welcome email when someone first connects with you. What's the next thing you need after a welcome email? Oh, I think I'm going to add value and send them an email with a worksheet uh, for them to work out. Or I think I'll send them how uh, they are able to do this or that. Uh, I think I'll put it right in the email. But the email sequences should be a combination of, you know, value, Given things, it should be a combination of sales, right, calling people to action in every email that you send them, right, and then giving them your offer. It should be all of that, right? So you have to really lay out your email sequences. Now, the way I lay out my email sequences is very simple. I go right to my best friend, Google Docs. And I go in Google Docs and I just, you know, start typing out what it is that I want uh, individuals to know uh, in that first email. And then I go to the next page and do the same thing so that as I go into my email marketing platform, all I need to do then is just copy and paste what it what it is that I need to put into my email sequences. It's a little bit more than that, but it, it makes it so much easier. So what I find out is that a lot of times, um, a lot of business women that I talk to, they, you know, they try to go to their email marketing platforms and they just want to start doing everything in the email marketing platform. But in actuality, creating your funnel system really begins just on a blank um, uh, canvas going into, you know, a Google Doc and just typing out what you want to happen, rearranging it, reviewing it, uh, getting your coach or someone else who's uh, experienced in copy, uh, written words to, to take a look at it. And then, you know, from there, once you have all of that written, it's so easy to get a virtual assistant or someone else to help you put it all together. So very, very important. So again, I want to encourage all of you, okay, I want to encourage all of you to truly, and I mean this, to truly be serious about your business and your marketing. Now, in addition to email sequences, I want to let you know, and this is just my personal opinion because I've been doing a lot of research for my own businesses, and what I have learned is that we all need to get up to par on videos because it's not 
not, it's not just about uh, showing yourself on video camera. It's about algorithms, Google algorithms, and how people are searching for others and, and, and um, resources these days. And oftentimes, videos are averaging kind of like a three-to-one in the search engine. Videos are coming up quicker at a faster pace on the search engine pages, right? So you need to know that, and you need to really look at how you can incorporate videos all into your marketing plan. And last but not least, in the five new questions of business leadership is on a scale of one to 10, what is your belief level? Again, on a scale of one to 10, what is your belief level? Now, listen up. Zero being pretty low, 10 being the highest, right? You need to remember that your belief level is tied directly to your action. So if you say, um, if you're taking action, you should see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items marked off as completed on your checklist. Things are happening for you. You see activity, and thereby you see your money increasing, okay? This is very, very important. So on a scale of 1 to 10, when, when I ask you what your belief level is, this is belief in yourself. And remember, this is all about unshakable faith type of belief, that level of belief so deeply rooted that it compels you to take swift and immediate action. Now, listen up. Some of you listening to the show today, you're automatically going to be saying to yourself, my belief level is below a five or my belief level is below a three or what have you. I don't think my belief level is where it needs to be. That's okay, sister. Listen, I remember a time where my belief level was like a one or a two, right? I, you know, if I have to be honest with myself, when I was saying my belief level was a 10, because just to say, oh, it's easy to say I believe. So this is why I give you a measuring tool. It's about action. If you say you believe and your actions aren't matching up with your belief, there is no proof in it, then you got to go back to the scale and be honest with yourself so that you can grow from where you are, right? So this is very, very important. So make sure you guys are taking down these five new questions of leadership. Make sure you are asking these questions of yourself as often as you need to, right? Um, so that you can grow. This show is about helping you to grow. This show is about bringing truth and front of you, bringing the light in front of you so that you can grow from where you are and become something magnificent, something thriving, something that you can be proud of and that you are proud of, right? That's so very, very important. So there you have it, five new questions of leadership. I'm going to go right into the I am worthy, okay? This is the I am worthy saying. This is the affirmation of I am worthy. But before I do, you know, get ready. Coach Liz Gladden of My Transitions Wellness is going to be coming up for a health and wellness segment for the rest of this month for each of our shows. Um, and today I believe that Coach Liz is going to be providing us with, you know, like three ways, you know, to get going with your health and wellness for this year. So she's going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, I'm just going to do a mic check right quick. Uh, Coach Liz, are you with us? I am certainly here, Trina. Hi. 
Hello, hello. So glad that you're with us today. Just give me a moment. We're getting ready to do the I am worthy affirmation, and then I'll come right back to you. Absolutely. Okay, so again, I'm excited. Get your pens and pads out. Uh, Coach Liz is going to be with us, and um, you're going to be – Coach Liz is somebody that you guys need to get to know. Um, This incredible woman, uh, and I'll let her tell a little bit about her story in a few minutes, but this incredible woman had a brain stroke, and through her sheer persistence and desire to be better physically – she has brought herself back to where she is able and, um, to coach others and help others. And all the lessons learned, things that she has learned from having that brain stroke, she's taking that and putting that into benefiting the lives of other people. So I'm so glad about that. Okay, I want to get right into our affirmation. And this is an affirmation that I want us to be saying all of this month, and I want you guys to be saying it every Every single day, okay? Uh, Embrace it and believe it, okay? And so here's the thing. You are worthy of love, peace, abundance, success, and wealth. And so with that, I want you to repeat the following affirmation. You ready, ladies? Okay, here we go. Starting right now, I will. Say that. Starting right now, I will. Have faith in my worth. Say it. Have faith in my worth. Believe in my worth. Go ahead and say it. Act on my worth. And charge what I'm worth. Again, beautiful ladies, you are worthy of love, peace, abundance, success, and wealth. I want you to raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand right now. Just point your face upwards. Raise your hand. And if you need to close your eyes, whatever you need to do to just really get into your space, to really say this with meaning, I want you to hold your hands up. Receive what what I am sharing with you. Say this affirmation. Starting right now, I will have faith in my worth. Believe in my worth. Act on my worth. Charge what I am worth, right? Oh, there you got it. You got it. You got it, my sisters, because when you know that you are worthy, when you start putting inside of yourself that you are worthy, then guess what? You are worthy because you are who you say you are. Hands down, you are who you say you are. Very, very important. Well, I want to go ahead right now, and I'm going to be bringing up someone who I admire greatly, and I'm talking about no one other than Elizabeth Gladden, and I know her as uh, Liz, and, you know, Coach Liz is all about helping people to be proactive and taking better care of themselves physically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. And she, she believes these are the keys to a person enjoying a wholesome life. I've had many great conversations with her. What impresses me a lot with Coach Liz is that she is a stroke survivor and knows all too well how easy it is to ride the wave of life, not 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 doing the things that you need to do, 
you know, and she shared with me a lot of things about what was going on with her before her stroke and, and, you know, after her stroke and how she brought herself to where she is today. So without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and bring Coach Liz right on air. Coach Liz, you there with me? I am, I am. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome to Successful Woman Radio, Coach Liz. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited that you're here with me today. And, um, you know, we we have been talking a lot, and I said, Coach Liz, I I get inspired by the fact that, you know, how you brought yourself as a stroke survivor, you know, to a place where – you you know, you were able to get back to work, you were able to, you know, help a lot of other people, and now you made a decision to coach others, and um, I just want you to kind of just share your stroke story just a little bit with our listening audience. Absolutely. Um, as, as Trina said, uh, well, first of all, hello, everybody. Uh, as Trina said, I, I had a a stroke in 2017. I'm now a stroke survivor. I was being busy, y'all. Busy being busy. You know how we do. We go to work. We got to get the kids. We got to go grocery shopping. We got to run around, pick Susie up from basketball practice or cheerleading or whatever. We do all those things, and we don't pay attention to what is going on in our body. Uh, learn the hard way. And because I learned the hard way and I had to do the work to build myself up, it gave me such a passion for helping people, realizing what is going on in their body, healing holistically, and giving their bodies the respect it deserves. Wow. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Coach Liz, that you, you know, you talked about that with me as well, about how you were so busy. And, you know, today, I think from a business perspective, women who are in business, I think we just keep ourselves in such a state of busyness that we are not taking care of our bodies. Do you, do you believe that mm-hmm. as well? I do believe that uh, just by the very fact that we are women, we yeah. tend to, we have to, or we were, we've been trained to do that. We got to take care of the kids. We got to take care of the husband and take care of everything, but nobody's taking care of us. And uh, if if it is to be, y'all, if, if good health for us is to be, then it's up to us. We have to do it. Absolutely. And so uh, I'm inspired by Coach Liz to take better care of myself, of the doing, doing the things that I need to do. And so without further ado, Coach Liz, I'm going to let you take it away. And, and what are you going to be sharing with us again today? So today's topic is going to be three tips or ways to improve your health and wellness for the new year. Okay, wonderful. Take it away, Coach Liz. Thank you. Again, ladies, hello. Uh, I just want to say that we have to have a plan. First of all, if we don't have a plan, then we actually have a plan to fail. But I try to keep it really simple so that we can still have great results. So number one, don't go overboard on dieting. I know it's a new year and we got to have our quote-unquote resolutions and the first thing that we put on there is that we want to lose weight, we want to lose weight well. We got to make sure that we're not going overboard, that we're not having unrealistic expectations. 
those unrealistic expectations cause us to fall off the wagon, y'all, before it even becomes Valentine's Day. And you know that's next month. So too many changes, knowing that too many changes can cause us to fall off the wagon, let's make small changes. Like what? Small changes like what? Well, let's uh, watch not only what we eat, but it's what we drink. Now, for me, I'm not a big eater, but I would drink orange juices and sodas and wouldn't drink water. So when I uh, when I made my plan, I decided that I was going to replace the sodas with the waters. And if you guys look on the back of the soda can and see how much sugar it is you're putting in your body, that it would astound you. It did me. Uh, I added more vegetables, added fruit to my plate. I tried to do some baked options instead of fried all the time. And, and we're Southern people, most of us. Uh, well, I don't know. You guys are probably from around the world. But who doesn't like some fried food? If we try some baked options instead of the fries, the fried options, that is going to benefit us greatly. And uh, another thing, skip the extra condiment, y'all. Stay away from all the barbecue sauces and ketchup and mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Uh, because that's extra calories. If you guys are diligent with these things, you can reap the benefits in surprisingly huge ways. Number two, find an exercise that you enjoy for at least 30 minutes a day. So what do I mean by that? Well, it doesn't mean if you're exercising, it doesn't always mean that you have to pump iron in front of the mirror and sweat it out. You, you know, you might enjoy martial arts or Zumba, which I love. I love all the energy. If you have limited abilities, you might try sit and fist. Um, there are programs out there with the senior citizens in the areas that do sit and fit, and they do them online. So you don't even have to worry about getting out of your home. This is something that everybody can do. Everybody can enjoy, and what you have to do, though, is be diligent and stick with it. 30 minutes a day. So what does 30 minutes a day look like? Well, you can even break it up. You can do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, 10 minutes after dinner. Just 30 minutes a day to save our lives. Number three, and the last one, clear the clutter. So, guys, when's the last time you were wading through your drawers and cabinets or went through the clothing that you got piled up in the corner that you're going to take the goodwill or got the shoes out the middle of the floor? Take some time to declutter your spaces. Cluttered spaces reflect a cluttered mind, and it all begins in the mind, guys. Many of my clients who describe themselves as anxious or stressed or depressed they say they feel better once they start clearing up their physical spaces. So let's do it, guys. Let's start cleaning these so that we can grow. Back to you, Trina. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. And once again, that was Coach Liz with My Transitions Wellness. Hey, Coach, now I know that, like me, I offer the Power Talk, and I know that you offer a special free discovery session with individuals as well, right? Yes, I do. I actually do. Uh, matter of fact, if you guys go to my website, www.mytransitions, 
with an S wellness, mytransitionswellness.com, and you click on the free coaching session, you'll get a free 30-minute coaching session with me, Coach Liz. Oh, wonderful. That's really, really good. And again, guys, just, you know, a lot of coaches give valuable time away just, you know, to show people the value that they can offer. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to sign up for some highly expensive package. Uh, just the, the coach just wants to show you how coaching overall can help. And so, again, I want to encourage all of you, if you haven't thought about having a wellness plan this year, if you haven't thought about uh, ways that you can improve your physical and your mental well-being, well, you better think again because that has everything to do with your business success. So, again, you can reach Coach Liz at www.mytransitionswellness. Coach Liz, thanks so much for this segment, and you'll be back with us on next Monday for yet another health and wellness topic, right? Yes, ma'am. It would be my pleasure. Wonderful. Again, everyone, that was Coach Liz at My Transitions Wellness, and uh, so excited that Coach Liz is, you know, with us here at Successful Woman Radio on Women About Biz. Just very, very excited about that. And um, I had a couple of people to uh, text me and say, hey, can you call, can you email us? Well, okay, that is a promise. I'll make sure that everyone um, who is on the Successful Woman Radio text message, I'll make sure that I text you guys a couple of links that have been mentioned, My Transitions Wellness and anything that we mentioned um, today. And someone, um, a couple of people text asking for the I Am Worthy affirmation as well. So that will go up on the Women About Biz website. All you have to do is click podcast. It should be up uh, a little bit later today. I want everybody to mark their calendars for this special uh, event that's going to be happening. Um, this is going to be the I Am Worthy. Again, the I Am Worthy Challenge, okay? And um, information Tuesday. Uh, so you'll be able to go on the womenaboutbiz.net website and see this information up. But I do want you to mark your calendar. So the I Am Worthy Challenge is going to start on Monday, January 24th, and it's going to run all the way through Saturday, January 29th, ending with the uh, I Am Worthy um, special summit event, which is where we're going to have some guest speakers, and uh, we're going to be really, really celebrating uh, the power within, right? And so, again, mark your calendar. So here's what you need to know about the I Am Worthy challenge, where each day you're going to be receiving just a short write-up about something um, of about measuring the wor- your worth and your value and, and encouraging you and motivating you, but there's also going to be some questions that you will need to answer. And so I want you to pay attention to those questions. It's going to be just, you know, two or three questions that you can answer to yourself. So the I Am Worthy Challenge is going to require you, right, to give yourself about 45 minutes to an hour of time every day. So every day starting on the 24th, I am going to be coming to you 
with, you know, just a short audio uh, that you will be able to download to your phone, encouraging you and motivating you, and then um, ending on Saturday, the 29th, will be the I Am Worthy event, uh, which will be on that Saturday. So you'll be getting all of that information. So, uh, again, mark your calendar. And you will be able to register for this as of tomorrow, Tuesday, the 11th, right at the Women About This website. You know, I'll be sending you guys emails and texting you and letting you know that the I Am Worthy information is out. Uh, We are so excited about this. And, of course, our theme all this month on the show is I Am Worthy. So, you know, I really feel that this topic is something that we have to pull out, something that we have to put a magnifying mirror to, and something that we have to look at because it's something that women are continuously going through that we are not addressing enough of it, uh, and that is our worth. We're not – we're not me- we're not measuring ourselves. We are not. Uh, we have a tendency. We're not. I, let me let me back up. We're not measuring our activities as business women and, and really um, putting up instead of talking about it all the time. And we're not believing in our own worth. And as a result of not believing in our own worth, guess what? We have a tendency to allow ourselves to get discouraged. Anytime someone says something to us, we uh, we get discouraged about it. Why? Because we, you know, our worth is not in place. Our worth is not being secured by us. And so it's time that we embrace our own power within. It's time that we secure our own worth. You are who you say you are, and it's time that we recognize that. It's time that we become that, right? I want to go right ahead to the Motivation Manifesto uh, because this has everything to do with worth. Uh, And today, author Brendan Burchard tells it like it is. He says, own fear. He who is brave is free. And the author goes on to say, fear rips us from freedom. It is the destroyer of greatness. We know this, he says, and we know we should tame our minds in order to defeat fear. Yet look at all the adults who act like powerless children and avoid the life they avoid the life they want because of fear. The socially oppressed say, well, you don't understand. People are always holding me back, and I'm afraid to chase my dreams because others will judge me and reject me. And the self-oppressed say, well, you don't understand. I can't chase my dreams because I might fail. I might not be good enough. These are the debilitating thoughts of the fearful. Should we wish to live a vibrant life, we must transcend such childness and look fear in the eye, recognizing it as a mental construct that we alone fuel with small thoughts that betray our magnitude. It is the first realization of the mindful human. Unless we are being chased by a deadly animal or deranged human being or face imminent physical harm like falling to our death, fear is just bad management of our minds. Today, he says, we are faced with a magnitude of placators and licensed professionals, many of whom have never actually transformed lives who try to fool us into believing fear is a positive emotion in life. They say fear is natural, or a little fear will motivate you to try harder, or fear builds character. But he says in most cases, this is wrong. Fear is the thief of humanity's light. 
It may be a necessary instinct that causes us to make smart choices to flee from pain, danger, or struggle, but we must be wary of it. More people find harm in life because of fear than benefit by it. Those who seek to make fear a positive thing are justifiers, not sages. They aren't champions of consciousness. Attempting to conceal fear as a friend is like forcing a wolf to be a pet. Soon the pet will eat us alive. Wow, that's a big analogy, right? He says declaring that we will master our fears is the first great leap toward freedom. Our vitality, growth, and destiny all demand that we can topple fear. As so much hangs in the balance, let us better understand what fear really is. Fear is the human motive of aversion. Fear doesn't help us commit to higher aims. It doesn't help us imagine greatness. Its sole aim is immediate release from threat, strain, or pain. It often becomes a by-all-means-necessary approach to controlling any given situation so that the body, but most often the ego, can feel safe and unchallenged. Fear was given to us as a motive to avoid physical harm and death. That is it. We are the ones who have perverted it into a tool for the ego's protection. Almost all the fear we experience today has nothing to do with physical threat. We have taken this impulse for safety and bastardized it into ego-driven desires to feel more emotionally comfortable. We've hacked its short-term nature into a long-term tool to avoid difficult circumstances in order to satiate our base desires for approval. Fear has become a crutch for emotional weakness, and as with all crutches, we shall fall slave to its use unless we once more condition our strength. Most people, he says, do not like to discuss fear because it inevitably exposes the ugly truth that we are more often fleeing from ourselves than actual danger. The modern worries that we succumb to are simply byproducts of our own misuse of this primitive motive. Almost all fear, he says, we have experienced today and its resultant cowardly thinking and behavior is just imagined social drama created by unchecked mental impulses and conditioning. Oh, I have to slow it down right there because he's telling the truth and I hope that you guys, I hope I'm reading it in such a way that you guys are getting what he's talking about when he talks about fear. He's saying, you know, outside of you know, preventing us from death or, or falling and to our death uh, or, or bringing harm to ourselves physically in some way, there is no other place for fear. He's saying, but somehow society has created this, this fear mode. Society has created it. And, and people especially who are not secure in them own selves are using it as a protective shield for their own ego instead of instead of putting it in its place. So basically what he's saying is really there is no fear. We created this fear. We created. He says, so when someone says, he says, I am fearful of public speaking, they do not mean they are worried someone in the audience is going to get attacked physically. Rather, they mean they are afraid of a failure. 
Their issue is a challenge not of real safety, but of emotional comfort. If they were speaking more accurately, they would say, I'm afraid of how I would feel emotionally and whether I will live up to my expectations of myself and the expectations of those who put me on stage. I am afraid of how I will look. I'm afraid that I may not do as well. I'm afraid I will lose my place or draw a blank. I'm afraid I will not be respected. Notice the order of these comments. It is not fear running running me. It is that I'm afraid. The I is leading the way. The ego is in charge. See, ladies, this is why sometimes I say that we have to get over our own selves. This is why we have to break through the glass ceiling of fear and really become our authentic selves, who we need to be within our own selves, right? Because we will be able to bring more people to us, and the author couldn't have put it more importantly. Lastly, he goes on to say, naturally, we are. We would love the power to be ourselves on the world stage at all times. Our greatest challenge is that in an unconditioned mind, fear is louder and more intense and immediate than our desire for self-mastery or for contribution to others. Fear steals thunder from the more noble drive to ascend to our highest selves and make us our greatest difference. We are more alert to the sound of dogs barking than angels singing. What can be done? What must we do? He says, what must we do to move ourselves past fear and eliminate this fear? And so that was taken from the book, The Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power. Wow, wow, wow. This is just such an important, an important topic. And again, um, I want all of you who are listening to the show today, make sure that you are sharing the show with other business women, especially who actually need to hear this. This is so very, very important, right? And you know, here's the thing. I know, I know that there are a lot of people whose hearts are pricked by this, who who are being cut by this. What I mean by being cut is that sometimes when the truth hits you, it's like a cut, it stings. And I just want to give a quick personal testimony right now of what is happening on our call board, right? So our show is packed uh, on the actual call board. We had like about, I guess, maybe about 150 people um, on the call board. But as soon as I started reading about fear, it's as soon as I started talking about that fear, more than 50 people dropped off the line. It cut them, right? It cut them. It cut them because sometimes it's difficult to hear the truth about fear and about how it doesn't have a place in our lives and how we hold on to it because of our own egos. We'd rather do and say what makes us feel better than to do and say the things that make us better and that make us great women, right? But for those of you who hung on, for those of you who are continuously listening, it tells me that you are so ready to embrace the real you. You are ready to take charge. You are ready to embrace the power within and and to claim your worthiness, right, To, to, to identify and to give yourself your own labels and not let anybody else tell you who you are or who you need to be. 
you get to do that. You get to say that. And that is so very, very important. Right now, I want to go right into our topic of today. Um, and I am going to be talking about right now five ways to embrace your magnetic power. Again, five ways to embrace your magnetic power. And so when you think about a magnet, right, you know that a magnet has energy and it has pull, it has force. And so anything that is magnetic, when um, a magnet comes around it, it's going, it's going to pull. The, the two are going to pull close to each other and they are going to join. Eventually they're going to join, right? And that's very important to know. So, for example, if you have a magnet and you have a paper clip, which is magnetic uh, because it's metal, and you put down the magnet close to the paper clip, you will eventually see that paper clip drive itself to the magnet. Why? Because it's magnetic. It's, the force is so strong. The force is so great that it's driving itself, right? It's driving itself, and that is so important for you to know. So <clears throat> to be magnetic in business, to be a magnetic businesswoman, it means to pull. It means that you are pulling other people who are similar to you, who are like you. You are pulling those people to you in the most natural way. It's something that you're saying on a video. It's something that you're saying on an audio. It's something that you are saying right? That is causing those people to pull. And when you give them a call to action, it causes them to want more of what you have, more of what you're saying, more of what you are putting out there, because they are magnetized to you, to what you are saying. So let's go ahead and talk again about the five ways to embrace your magnetic power. Now, as you know, as you know, um, basically our theme for the whole month is, you know, worth, you know, worth, embracing your power within. And one of the powers within is magnetic power, your ability to draw others to what you have to offer to you. Well, the first thing you know is that you cannot bring anybody else to what you have to offer until you have, number one, authenticity, right? Um, this is very important. And oftentimes what happens here is that a lot of women are running their businesses out of fear. A lot of women are running their businesses out of being a copycat. They're not really being them true, their true selves. They're only being what um, what they think others want to see or what others want them to say. But when you are talking about being authentic, then you have to become the true you and who you are and nobody else, right? Nobody else can take anything away from you. Listen to what the definition of authentic is, and it's a real short definition. It says of undisputed origin. Genuine. That's the definition of authentic, of undisputed origin, genuine. So in order for you to start embracing your magnetic power, when you embrace your magnetic power, what it means is that you believe you have a, uh, the ability to uh, attract others to what you have to offer. 
So to embrace your magnetic power, first you must become authentic. You you definitely must become from an undisputed origin, an undisputed place of realness. So that what that means is you have to be ready to be yourself. Right? And you can't worry about what others think about you, what others are going to say about you. You can't worry about that. And I'm talking about the negative things that people have a tendency to pick up on, the untruths that people have a tendency to say or want to think, or the jealousies that causes others to say things that are untrue that impact you. You can't allow yourself to be in that headspace. Not if you're talking about becoming a businesswoman of greatness, having a wildly successful business, a thriving business. You cannot allow yourself uh, to even get in that kind of headspace, right? So you must become, number one, authentic. Really, really important, right? Here's number two that I think is important that you have to have as you're moving closer to embracing your magnetic power is that you must believe, right? And we talk about belief all the time. You, you have to believe. What do you have to believe in? You must have unshakable faith, the type of belief Right, so rooted in you, it compels you. It, it compels you to a mode of uh, consistent action. Right, so you have to have this belief. And uh, again, you know, uh, as I gave you the five new questions of leadership, one of the questions is uh, at the end is on a scale of one to ten. What is your belief level? Why is that? Because you always have to really get in a place of accountability with yourself. And in order to hold yourself accountable, you have to measure. So on a scale of one to ten, where is your belief? Now here's the here's the measuring. Tool. You know, if you say you believe, let's say you say I'm on a scale, I'm on a seven. Okay, well, see, actions are the measuring tool. So if you say you believe, but you believe without action, then the belief that you have is not the belief necessary to take yourself to the next level. The kind of belief I'm talking about is a belief where action is always around, always involved. And that is just so very, very important. When you believe in yourself, and this is what's so absolutely amazing, when you believe in yourself, you stop worrying about what other people say. You stop worrying about the negative emotions of other people. You stop worrying about the jealousies of other people. You stop worrying about what others have, what others are doing. And you start looking inward towards the gift that God has given you. When you know, my sisters, you know. And when you believe, then all you have to do is just follow up with the belief in action Start taking action on the things you say you start making it happen, okay? Start making it happen. The next thing I want to share with you, okay, is that you've got to eliminate some of this unnecessary busyness that's going on in your life. Okay, I can't talk about that enough. Eliminate, again, some of the unnecessary busyness that you have going on in your life. What does that mean? Well, you know, here's the thing. In this 21st century, there are so many people, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, you got to be a really good multitasker. You got to be doing this, 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 and this. Okay, I hear you. Maybe multitasking in some ways has its very own place. But at the end of the day, 
what I am experiencing with myself and even with many of my clients is that there's so much busyness going on, you can't get clear on what you are. You can't get clear on what you're supposed to be doing. So you've got to learn how to calm the waters, and you've got to learn how to get yourself clear and focused on a few things. Remember I used to talk about, my grandmother said, you can't say yes to every good thing. There's going to be many good things that are out there that you're going to want to participate in, you're going to want to do, you're going to want to be on committees, you're going to want to participate in things at your child's school, you're going to want to belong to a lot of different personal clubs. But you cannot do everything. And I'm here to tell you that when you are in business, you have already made a commitment to that business like you have made to your child, like you have made to a, a mate or a spouse. You, you have made that commitment, so therefore you have to carve out the time to give that business attention. And being busy just for the sake of being busy, but it's not producing any fruit, that's not a good thing. So eliminate busyness that does not produce any fruit. What is fruit? You, well, you have to determine what fruit for you. For me, fruit is money. You know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, all of the labor, all of the things that I'm doing, it's going to produce fruit. It's going to produce more clients. That's the fruit. It's going to produce more money. That's the fruit. It's going to um, produce mo- more notoriety. More people are going to know who I am. More people are going to recognize me, not because I'm being uh, boastful, but because I'm being recognized because I am laboring myself in the right way and I'm in the right role of my business, right? So we've got to learn how to eliminate all of this busyness and really learn to function correctly in the role that we're supposed to be playing, okay? And then here's number three that I think is really, really important because uh, a lot of the times we have this tendency to not know our target client. And this is a challenge that a lot of businesswomen face. But listen, here's number four is know your target clients. Know who they are. Get to know them. And getting to know them isn't just writing it down on a piece of paper with their characteristics, although that's key. But you need to do, do some digging. Where are they hanging out at? Where, where are, what are the groups they're hanging out at in Facebook or LinkedIn? Where are they? Because be, becoming magnetized, having a client or a prospective client magnetized to you and drawing themselves to you means that you are marketing and focusing on the right audience. When you're not focusing on the right audience, you're not getting the results you're hoping to get. So if you've been marketing or you've been putting things out there and nobody's responding to your emails, nobody's listening to what you're saying, nobody's doing all of the different things that you're hoping that they would do, it's because something's still wrong with your target audience. You're not not connecting with the right target audience, and that is just so very, very key. And then... Last but not least, in the five ways to embrace your magnetic power is that your business foundation totally needs to be reset. It, it needs to be set in a proper manner, okay? And I can't talk to you about that enough. 
But your business foundation needs to be set because sometimes there are cracks in your foundation that are not repaired and you have to tear the building down and you have to start from scratch and build a foundation properly, right? What goes into the foundation? So many things go into a foundation, a business foundation, um, your business name, your brand colors, your website, your marketing strategy, right? All of those things go, your business structure, are you a sole proprietor LLC, are you doing bookkeeping. So there's just so many things that go into setting your business foundation. I would love to give you guys my outline for a business foundation. And if you feel like you you need to do some resetting of your business foundation, then all you have to do is email me, tnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, tnewbie. N-E-W-B as in boy, Y as in yard. T-Newbie at womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra.net. And just in the subject line, put business foundation. And then, you know, just say, hey, Trina, you know, can you send me the business foundation outline? That's all you've got to do. Uh, and I'll be more than happy to send an outline of things, a, kind of sort, a checklist of sort of things that you need to be doing for your very own business foundation. And I think you will agree with me when you read that checklist that it is definitely valuable and will help you to brainstorm within yourself. So very, very important. So there you have it, ladies. You have five ways to magnetize yourself, to to embrace your magnetic power. You but take the action on these things that I am talking to you about. Well, we are at the end of the show. And I just want to let you know that this is your week. This is your week to be successful. This is your week to realize your sales goals. This is your week to generate the leads. This is your week to bring in abundance to yourself. This is your week to have unshakable faith. This is your week, ladies. This is your week to be worthy. Be the person that you say you are. This is your week to cast fear aside, to eliminate the business to busyness, to be magnetic in everything that you do. This is your week. So take off your shoes of fear, put on your shoes of courage, and step beyond your comfort zone. Have a successful week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.